0: And welcome to Land Parties, Episode 45 from the Las Vegas Review Journal, brought to you by Bet Online. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and with me, as always, my good friend Lucas Egan. Lucas, how was your weekend, my friend? My
1: weekend was good. I got a mysterious package in the mail that we'll touch on in just a little bit, but. Suffice to say, that took up all my time this weekend. How was yours?
0: It was It was good. I played a lot of Destiny 2. Uh, obviously, the new raid dropped uh, this past Saturday, which I love the fact. This was the first time, I believe, that a raid actually dropped on a weekend. So you had more people having the opportunity. It was a lot easier, too, to get to the level cap to be able to actually run the raid. So I thought it was really successful. It looks like a, a great raid. I'm still not there yet to where I could do it. But, you know, I'm, I'm steady on that grind. Uh, enough about us, though. Please, Lucas, uh, inter- introduce our guest. Of course. I'm super
1: excited to introduce our guest this week. She is one of the hosts of E-League Super Punch, which you can see on TBS on Fridays, among a ton of other projects that, that she's been a part of. Kelly Nugent is joining us today. Kelly, how are you?
2: I am Fine. <laughs> how, how are you guys? You, you got some mysterious package, so you're thriving. I don't know. I haven't gotten any mysterious packages.
0: I know. I'm jealous. I saw. I saw the picture. I was like, "What? What's up? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box?" You know. I did, I did get
1: some friendly advice to make sure it wasn't ticking. So, so that that was my first worry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did when I was like, I think like. I want to say a year ago, I got like a package on my uh, front porch that I didn't know what it was. And I was like really scared of it. And so Mm. I like thought it might be a a bomb. And so I put like I got a broom and I like picked it up. It it had straps. So I like picked it up with (laughs) straps and like brought it inside. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Like, do I call the police? Like what happens? And then like I looked closer and it was from the city of L.A. Like they were like try LED light bulbs. And I was like, I can't calm down. That was like a full day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is fantastic. Absolutely. And and obviously, uh, this week, this is Thanksgiving week. I know that Lucas, earlier in the week, Lucas actually posted up here on uh, Twitter asking folks what they were thankful. I'm sorry, let me read the the question verbatim. It says, what games are you most thankful for and why? Uh, and we'll share some of the answers. So that's what we're going to do. And there's so much really, especially, uh, you know, what I mean, we've been in this pandemic We're we're what, nine, 10 months deep. Video games has been such a, a beacon of light, I feel, uh, for people all across the world. It really has brought so much uh, uh, joy and just being able to kind of just keep our sanity a little bit uh, throughout all of this. As far as the answers Lucas uh uh what, what what were your thoughts um on uh some of these I see that Lex uh, this is our friend actually Lex was on this uh uh this show here a few months back but she says oh, honestly Overwatch though I rarely play now brought me lifelong friends and gave me an outlet when I had none at the time those are big facts. I love Overwatch. It's <laughs> one of my favorite games. She is in that tweet. Like I, like we became closer friends uh, playing Overwatch together. Uh, we used to play on a PlayStation Four, and then we both uh, uh, moved over to PC. But really, that game, and, and I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I don't really play it as much. Uh, it's kind of lost steam for me. Uh, but still, it it it's just it's a great game to be able to get together with friends and, and play.
1: It is. I mean, Overwatch was one of those games that for a very glorious stretch of time, that is what consumed my time. And, you know, Ryan, I think I've mentioned this before. I would play Overwatch with my brother who is teaching in Korea. So that was a game that we could both connect to and talk about and have some fun with. So that game will always hold a special place in my heart just for that, just just purely for the social aspect of it.
0: Right. Absolutely. Uh, much talk about nothing, a movie podcast. Destiny. It helped me find my co-host as we initially met playing Prison of Elders with mutual friends. If you know me, you know how, how, what kind of place Destiny holds in my heart. Uh, that for me is probably the game that I would attribute to being the most thankful for. I've had hours and hours of great fun times i've met lifelong friends that i've gone and visited IRL uh you know what i mean we we did a road trip across the country and i got to hit up a few of them um yeah it's just such a i mean again it's had its rough patches but this game really has brought together a, a fantastic community as a whole i love destiny
1: destiny was another game that that consumed my time i swear i swear that for about a year with the first one i kind of fell off there uh i haven't really played the second one much but that first one especially uh doing raids with with two friends in particular great way to to kill some time and on the weekends especially
0: yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, the raids were part of like, that's where, that's where you became a family. You know what I mean? Sitting there running something <laughs> over for like six hours straight and get not getting anywhere. People arguing over there, you know, like brother and sister. It's, it's crazy, but, but it truly is. And then when you get through it and you get that loot, it's just, it's such a satisfying feeling. Um, Destiny very much does that for me. And then we had a uh, nerd bomber says Pokemon. Not only did I spend a ton of time with these games, especially the OG Red and Blue, but it becomes a shared passion that's helped from bonds with so many awesome people. I'm gonna let you speak on this again. I have very limited uh, play time with Pokemon. The so only one I really have done uh, with Pokemon Go, and uh, so I haven't even like you know again. This isn't this is not my arena. <laughs> this
1: this was gonna be my pick. I'm gonna be honest. I <laughs> yeah, am a Pokemon I knew it. kid. I, I was. Knew it. Eight or nine years old, and I I got the special Pikachu edition on my Game Boy Color, and that was my introduction to video games. Like That started me down this path, and what an amazing franchise. I mean, it it caused people to socialize with each other, talk to each other, gave people something to share and experience together, and argue over battle, trade, I mean, it was this whole social experience in and of itself. And, you know, if you fast forward to Pokemon Go, there are very few franchises in this world that could have caused a craze like that did when that initially started. and. I still love the series, I still love the series. Not gonna lie, I saw Detective Pikachu and I had to get the cards. Like That still was a thing for me. I had to go get the special cards. So Pokemon is always there for me, always.
0: Well, it's crazy, too. I I don't I feel like it's kind of just transcending as because like I've been seeing more people streaming, like opening packs of cards. I've been seeing people on Twitter posting like their shinies and and stuff like that. It's just one of those franchises that just continues to produce, whether you're in your 30s or 40s or you're eight years old. You know what I mean? I I love something that can do that and can reach so many different uh, generations all at the same time. Let me ask Kelly. What what would you say? What game or or even just within you know, just digital and and where we're going as far as the digital space? What are you most thankful thankful for?
2: Um, well, okay. This is like, uh, it's now relevant again. i I always talk about it, even though like, it's like not always relevant, but it is relevant again because of the whispers <laughs> of, you know, the remaster coming out, which I am absolute Bioware trash. Mass Effect changed my life. <laughs> uh, I, it, I think it's the most important, like, uh, it's the most important contribution to science fiction. I think it made it so that no matter who, what you look like, what kind of person you love, you get to be the star of a science fiction epic, which you don't get to see a lot and, you know, representation matters. And, and, and for, and because, okay. I will say that for RPGs, the thing that I try to do most is like romance everybody until I'm forced to make a choice. (laughs) And I also do like extensive research to try and make everybody like me, like, I think I did more research than actual playing of Mass Effect because I wanted to like, like I, okay, I didn't do research the first time I played Mass Effect 2 and everybody died. And so I was like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is like real stakes. I need to figure this out. So Mass Effect for sure was huge. And then you guys were talking about social aspects and 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 especially right now in the pandemic, I think uh, games and their social components are so integral to our sanity um a huge one for me is dead by daylight i've been playing that game um it's it's one of those games where i think it's done a really good job of staying relevant for however many years it's been out just because they keep acquiring new ip that's really interesting and exciting to people and also you know introducing new killers introducing new survivors um but it's also a great way to play social and it like introduced me to some of my closest gaming friends um to a point where, like, we've called ourselves Team Chaos because we play extremely aggressively and just mostly like try to confuse killers. Like, they're just like, "Why are you surrounding me? Why are you here? You cannot defeat me!" What do. <laughs> yeah, or we're just like, "Hey, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me!" And like running around them, and they're just like, "Can you get away from me?" <laughs> so, I like, I I do. I, that has like brought me a lot closer to people also just cause I'm a big horror head. So I, I like horror a lot. Uh, so when horror intersects with games, that's huge for me. And then add a social aspect to it. I love that. But yeah, that, the, those games, I think like basically Bioware as a whole, I'm, I'm really thankful for because I love stories and I love storytelling. And I think Bioware does a great job of combining the two, which is why like, you know, Dragon Age and Mass Effect are like my favorite games ever. Probably.
1: I have to sneak in a Mass Effect question for you, Kelly. Okay. This new game that they're working on. (laughs) What do you want to see from it? Like what what direction do you want to see the series go?
2: I I liked the okay. I liked the smooth combat of like I thought Mass Effect 3's combat was pretty cool. And then I I actually – I really can't put my finger on why I did not feel – just like as a consumer, even just like looking outside of anything that was happening behind the scenes, blah, blah, blah. Like why Mass Effect Andromeda to me was not very compelling and I don't know – maybe it's just that like I was holding the trilogy so much in my heart – that I didn't feel as attached to the characters because it's just one game and it's standalone. But I mean, I don't know, because Mass Effect 1, I I was hooked pretty instantly. I don't know. I think I want that really thoughtful storytelling with these characters that are deeply flawed, but have heart, but with the ability to kind of um, throw in a little bit of that, like a little bit more strategy with being able to control your um, party members a little bit more. Mm Because if I recall correctly, I think Andromeda, you couldn't, control in real time what your what your other uh, party members were doing, which was a little frustrating to me. I might be wrong on that. It's been a while since I've played it. I I never finished it. I couldn't. I could. And I'm a pretty I'm usually like I'll play this game through. Listen, I have put like countless hours on really cursed dating Sims on my stream (laughs) that I'm like, I just need to push through and I couldn't push through this game, that game. So as a consumer, I think I just wanted a little bit more to latch onto with those characters and then throw in being able to to do a little bit more with your with your party members.
0: Yeah, and I know that game was riddled with uh I mean, and I think that kind of took people out of it. Didn't it have all kinds of bugs and things like that? Which yeah. again, I don't I don't know about you guys, but you know, anytime you experience that and you're trying to get into the story, it instantly takes you out of a story. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And and you lose that that believability and that connection. So yeah that that you know andromeda is that one that people don't speak of uh i I feel like and they're just like look let's move on let's get back on track i get i i've never played the series i heard it's amazing i yeah i know i know i'm terrible (laughs) i'm terrible (laughs) it is on the list my list is ridiculously same
2: (laughs) i do think and here's the other thing like and and I actually didn't hate the first ending of Mass Effect 3, but I'm also like, even in my own writing, I'm very like, you know, all endings aren't big, perfect endings. Sometimes things don't end up the way you want them to end up. And like, you know, not everybody gets to go out with a bang type thing because that's life. Right. You know, like it's right. like, I mean, this is a spoiler for The Wire, but I mean, that shows that show's been out for a while. But you know, like how Omar dies where you're just like, it's, it,
0: you know, it hurts. Yes. Yes, it does. Not everybody gets a big heroic (laughs) end. (laughs) That's true. But, you know, that's kind of the fun. And like, that's what I enjoy about some stories, though, is the fact that that is more of life and it is closer to real life where, you know, something it's not always going to work out. A lot of times in life, things don't work out the way you'd like them to. Um, you know, so it's like, yeah, I, 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 I totally get that. I just want to shift gears really quick. Uh, here are a few. Uh, well, some time back we talked about Amazon Luna. It is uh, Amazon's cloud-based uh, gaming service, and I had signed up for the uh, uh, early access for it, and I actually I, I got a hold of it, and and I've got to say, I've had it now for a couple of days. And it's pretty clean, guys. I'm not going to lie. It is pretty clean. Um, I think this probably is one of the most viable cloud gaming services that I've seen so far. Um, I, I did end up getting here. Let me. I'll show you guys real quick. I did end up getting the controller as well. I said, I'm going to I'm going to go all in on this. And because we have a fire, a fire TV, we've got uh, the fire sticks. Uh, I played it on my iPhone. Like, it's a real deal. Like, this is a real deal. It's I I did. I did. So there's a a $5.99 version. And there is a, uh, I think it's $14 or $15.99 version, which includes the uh, basically access to uh, Ubisoft Plus. I already have Ubisoft Plus, so I don't think I'm paying the extra or something. I got to look at that. But, uh, you know, I have access now. I was sitting there playing, uh, um, uh, what is it, the, not Wildlands, but uh, one of the uh, um, ghost recons uh, I was playing that smooth as butter I did notice a little bit of uh, there was some 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 stuttering here and there but overall so far my experience has been fantastic with it I, I, I highly recommend if you are or if you have already have like a uh, fire fire TV or, or any of those products I mean basically you can play this thing on any, anything anything. Amazon Luna is definitely a a service so far so far it seems like a pretty viable service. What are your guys thoughts on it? I don't know if you if you're familiar with it. Uh you know again with the the having, having that Amazon backing and using the AWS being able to which again I don't understand why these other companies have not been going the route that Amazon did. Uh, with using uh, uh, being able to get their apps on the phone via uh, a web, uh, it, it being pushed through the web as opposed to it being pushed through the the app store. Um, it's it's interesting. It's interesting.
2: So, what's the selection like for the games?
0: So, right now the selection is pretty minimal you do have like uh, uh i did see that assassin's creed valhalla is on there again with the ubisoft uh they're partnered up with ubisoft essentially so it looks like ubisoft capcom uh 505 games and team 17 the selection is a little i was playing uh watchdog legions uh which oh, it was yeah. awesome too yeah because it, it instantly knew because i have it on pc it took it directly from my account and i was i picked right up from where I left off on, on, uh, uh, on my PC, I picked up, I was laying in bed last night. We were playing games. It was crazy. I loved it. I was like, this is fantastic. So, so, so
2: it's, uh, sorry, because I don't really know much about this. So, so mm-hmm. it's uh, basically like cross-progress with, with PC games. Is it only for PC games that it has cross-progress with?
0: So yeah, so right now, and, and I don't know if it's all PC games or if it's the fact that it's, it's uh, Ubisoft. Oh, I haven't tried out. Thing, yeah. Right. And I, and my thoughts are that it's because of Ubisoft. Cause I'm connect. I connected to uh, my Ubisoft account. It's just pulling in that data from Ubisoft. Uh, I don't know. And I haven't tried out. I don't know that I have any of the other games like saves anywhere else. Uh, But I would be curious about that. I am excited and I want to see and keep my eyes to see what they plan on doing uh, as far as uh, with these games, you know what their release schedule is going to be. Again, this is still an early access, so they're still building it out. But I got to tell you, you know, I, I took a look at Stadia this out the gate. Blue, blue really? stadia out the water. Absolutely. This is way more viable of a way. The fact that they have the controller and again, your controller now acts as, you know, it's got Amazon Alexa on it uh, and a little microphone it can plug in. It's got a, a, a port for uh, uh, to plug in headphones. It's got a lightning port there as well. Uh, it's, and it feels good. Like the controller feels pretty good. It actually looks similar. I should have brought my PS5 controller. It looks similar and kind of feels similar to the PS5 controller, a little, a little more meaty. Um, but it it feels good and it doesn't feel like, oh, this is just some cheap plastic that they, that they do together. My one little gripe about it is the fact that, um, it takes normal batteries um, <laughs> so and, and, yeah, 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 no. It's like ah, it would be cooler if I could just charge it in. But I have rechargeable batteries, so it's not it's not a big gripe. But so far, I, I highly recommend if this is something or cloud gaming is something that you are interested in, or uh, interested in. I, I feel like Amazon uh, Luna is is by far so far what I've tried one of the most viable.
1: I mean, this is going to be interesting, right? Because cloud gaming is that space that is still waiting for a dominant force to come in and, and kind of lay down the gauntlet. We've seen some contenders come in. Some have worked better than others. And so Amazon's one of those companies that they've got the resources to make this work. If it does work well Mm -hmm. uh, and it's smooth, especially out of the gate, I mean, the whole gaming space is is such an interesting time to be in right now, anyway. So to see some of these companies that people have not thought of as gaming companies kind of start to make their moves in cloud gaming, it could be interesting. It could be interesting. The landscape's changing as we uh, from day to day. It seems like, and uh, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how big of an impact Amazon can make and how big of a, a audience it can carve out here.
0: Well, like like any other system or any anything else, it's gonna be all about the games. What kind of games can they acquire? We know that that's what hurt GeForce. Now was once they came out of beta, you had a bunch of ad Capcom and and Ubisoft and a bunch of them uh back out of it uh once they were starting to charge. So, like you said. Amazon's got the capital to pay these money or these companies. That's what I'm guessing that's how they're going to acquire all these games. And I'm just going to be watching to see what games and 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 more, you know, the frequency of when they're dropping games. But this is super promising uh for those and this is a cheaper alternative as opposed to going out and buying a console or, or building or buying a PC. Uh this one I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to get my dad a controller and you know, he's got a he's got a Fire TV. He I could play you could play on the account to uh uh, two people can play at once uh, on the same account. Uh, oh, so nice. I'm going to try that out. Yeah. So I'm going to flex on this a little bit and see, you know, how robust this really is and, and kind of monitor this a little bit because this one so far seems to be the most viable in the cloud gaming space.
2: Yeah. I mean, and this is something that I would probably be interested in just because like I'm really, <laughs> I I really like convenience. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes if I'm like really tired and I want to play something on my PC. I mean, I just, it isn't super relaxing to play games on my PC. This is where I usually play. And it's like, maybe I want to be like laying in my bed or like laying on the couch, which is where I have my uh, consoles set up um, over Mm -hmm. in the living room. But like, to be able to, like, if I'm in the mood to play a specific game that I'm like, oh, I have that on my PC. It's cool that you'd be able to do that. I'm curious though about like, so... Is it mostly just single player games that they have on there? Because I'm curious about like drop frames if you're doing like a multiplayer online thing where like that, you know what I mean? Where it could be really frustrating. So I'm like, is it mostly right now? Like it's not like Fortnite or like-
0: No, you know? right now it seems to be only single. No, that's not true. I'm lying. Um, uh, Wildlands and uh, the the Ghost Recons are, are PV. Oh. Have, uh, um co-op play in it yeah okay. and that was my thing like it takes a little bit for like that like some of the heavier games to load uh uh-huh. but again we're talking about i have nothing that i have to download let it take yeah. a little bit once i get in there there was like almost near zero latency from what wow. i was doing on the controller to what was happening on the tv mind you i am connected via wi-fi uh on that tv so i'm not even hardlined into it
2: wow and it's working
0: fine yes that's yep. impressive exactly i was like this one so far has been the most impressive
2: that's like better than a ps4 that's using wi-fi
0: right yeah exactly (laughs) exactly it's crazy so we'll be keeping our eye on that for sure uh i know we're we've been going a little long we want to get down to talking with kelly let's take a quick break and we will be right back guys 2020
1: has already reshaped how we work Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visit Indeed each month, according to Comscore Total Visits. So it's clear Indeed can help get you the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Because if you're a Raiders fan, Derek Carr is absolutely dealing the football, making it a shootout every single game, and you're going to need four quarters of energy. Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for watching football. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for listening to those short messages. And we're ready to get into the meat of this interview. And Kelly, let me just start off by saying season one of Super Punch has been hugely entertaining. I love what everybody's doing there. Talk to us about how that started. Like, how did that opportunity come about?
2: You know, I actually like truly don't know. Like I, <laughs> um, I they just, you know, it, they emailed me and they were like, uh, Turner emailed me and was like, hey, we want you to come in for an audition. And uh, they flew us out. We did it. And uh, I had a great time. And then they were like, we want to offer you the gig. And I was like, okay. I mean, that's kind of, a, I, I think that's, you know, exactly what I want to be doing. So I was, I was really happy. So I don't know if people know this because like I feel like people on my streams know this. But uh, I used to be an attorney and I quit in 2015, I want to say, because I was like, that's not for me. Goodbye. (laughs) Uh, I did it for two years. I was like, I gave it the try. And my parents were worried. And I started doing like voice acting and I was doing improv and I had kind of – then started doing, I had met some people that were doing like uh, tabletop RPGs on Twitch. And uh, they were like, well, improv, TTRPGs, that's pretty much the same thing. You can learn. The, and the first time I ever played d legit, I think was on stream. Luckily, it was 5e, so it was a little easier. It's not like I was playing anything more intense. Um, but then after that, I uh, I was like, oh, I think I want to start streaming on Twitch. and Because I always liked gaming. So I was I was playing video games on Twitch and just kind of was like I don't know I guess I'm like this nerd personality you know I just I, I like a variety of things and yeah I just like uh, I I then then I was on a show called El Rey Nation which I think is actually still coming out which was like more general pop culture um, but like my thing was video games because like each of us had a specialty and then yeah started doing Super Punch and before the pandemic. We were flying out there every week. I was flying out to Atlanta every week and back uh, to shoot the show. And after that, uh, we were really, really lucky that we could actually do our show remote because, you know, a lot of people didn't get to keep doing their shows. So each of us now shoots uh, from our homes, which is really interesting to do a TV show from your home. It has a lot of tech situations. Uh, but it's, it's been a a huge blast and I, I, I do really love doing the show and I love my, uh, my castmates, um, JD and Ify. I think they're, you know, I think we got like a good thing going with our, uh, with our crew chemistry. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah.
1: When, when they had you auditioned then, what did they tell you about it? Like how much did you know going in?
2: Nothing. I don't know. They were like, uh, uh, it's a video game. I think it was just like a video game variety show and um I remember they had us play FIFA while talking and I it, for people that don't know FIFA, FIFA is like it's own learning curve. Like you can play a million other types of video games, but like FIFA is its own thing. Mm-hmm. So I like, I was like, oh my, and I knew it was going to be FIFA. So like the week before, cause my agent was like, okay, these are the games that you're probably going to play. So like I went and bought FIFA and I was like practicing it. And then, um, we had a kickoff and I won. And I remember I was like, that's cause I put in those hours practicing. <laughs> 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 and also Rise. my, yeah, my husband is like usually worse at video games than me, but he does play FIFA and I don't. So he like mm. was like all up on his high horse because when I was practicing he was playing against me, <laughs> yeah. and he'd be like, "Boom, boom! I gotta go on you!" and I would be like, "All right, we need to calm down." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, I, uh, they they were just like, "It's um, we just need a host for this video game show," and they were like, "Do you know how to read prompter?" and I was like, "Yes, I do." And then we did we did the audition, which actually was basically just to do um an up like try out an episode of the show.
1: Nice. Very cool. You yeah. know, the the chemistry that that you have with your co-host is clear and obvious there. Was that there from the beginning? Like, like, did you guys establish that kind of rapport right away? Uh,
2: yeah, we actually now have uh, J.D. and, and Iffy, uh, J.D. Witherspoon and Iffy Um And so I knew Iffy from doing uh, improv and doing tabletop RPGs because we had done uh, a couple of, like, RPG shows over at Hyper RPG. So I already knew him and we had, you know, worked together before and I, and we were friends and then it just kind of worked out with, with JD. Yeah. So it was, it was great. Yeah.
1: When, when you are approaching a show like that, like, do you, do you huddle together and, and try and like hash out any awkwardness that might be there at first to kind of be more, to things go more smoothly on camera? Or is that something that, that you really can't? See happen until you guys start filming and and get uh, a couple episodes together under your belts.
2: I think it's one of those things where, like, unless you do like a retreat with your cast, uh, you're probably not gonna you're probably not gonna get that. You're 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 either gonna know where you're gonna you're either gonna have chemistry or not have chemistry. You Mm -hmm. know, Um, I've done enough shows uh, and I've done enough auditions where. You just basically when I go in for an audition for something like that, I'm just like, I don't know, I'm just gonna be myself. And if if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like if it's a fit, it is. And if it isn't, it isn't. Um, And you don't want to be on a show where the chemistry is bad anyway. So like trying to force it uh, is not really good for your interests because, you know, then you're stuck on a show that has bad chemistry and, you know, you... I don't know, it's, it's, it's pretty obvious and then you won't be happy doing it and you'd rather be happy, you know, doing your show. And when the chemistry is real, people can tell.
0: Well, what kind of what kind of uh, effect has you know what I mean like being you you said you're you stream on Twitch as well uh, you know building a community off of there is is super important and it's such a, a great way to be able to reach uh, people all across the world. How do you think that's affected you know affected you especially being in this situation being in uh, the pandemic right now? Uh, what have you seen positive and negative?
2: I think on the positive end. I'm really proud of my community. Um, I feel like I've got a really cool, strange group of people that are like, you know, we all were like weird in middle school and like we're bullied, <laughs> and you know, so it's kind of like everyone knows how to be cool and chill and nice to each other. But also like we're all very strange and like very um, into cursed content. So it's it it, it works out well. <laughs> I, you know, every once in a while you get some people that come into your community that um, are like toxic or, you know, harass you or whatever. Um, And I'm really proud that like my community, like the instant someone like acts weird on my Twitch, everyone's like, chill, you can leave. Like they're very (laughs) cool. And I, and, and so I think with everybody being home a lot, I'm proud to say, like, I've gotten messages and stuff from my community. I'm proud to say that my uh, that everybody is happy that our community exists. Because on days that I feel really down or, you know, because we've all been there, right? Like we're all <laughs> experiencing major like situational depression where I'm like, oh man, you know, I can't wait to stream today and hang out with my community because I know that like it's a cool, safe, inclusive place that that I like being in. And And I think when you like make a community that you yourself want to hang out in, I think that really helps, and so I, I, I'm really proud of of the of the space that my community has made. Um, we're small, you know, we're a small community, but I, I think I've got some really good ones in there. So I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really happy for it, uh, especially now uh, during the pandemic.
1: Was gaming or a career in gaming something that you had always wanted to do? And as kind of a sidebar to that, what? Led you to becoming a lawyer at first, and was there something that you learned during those couple of years that you were one that you've been able to bring into what you do now?
2: I did not know that a career in gaming was a thing, and certainly not that it was something that was available to me. Um, because uh, growing up, my parents were very, very, very strict, and um, it was you are going to be a doctor or a lawyer. And in college, I remember taking this organic chemistry class and. Cause I, at the time I was like, I guess I'll be a doctor. And then I was like, man, that sucked. And then they're like, well, you're gonna have to take another one. Like you have to take two semesters of organic chemistry. And I was like, mm, okay, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try being a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so then I did that. And I, and I think that that was kind of the, because I enjoyed writing and because I en- enjoyed or I was okay with public speaking, I guess I didn't really enjoy it that was kind of the within the like confines of like what my parents thought were career choices. Like that was acceptable for me. Like that was the next thing was, okay, well, if you can't do the science thing, you're going to do the like speaking thing or like the writing thing, or I'm not exactly sure how they framed it. Um, (laughs) so I then went to law school, you know, that's, you know, three years after undergrad and then practiced for two years. And, and, I think in my practicing and in law school, the thing I learned from that is how to work really, really, really hard. And it has caused kind of like a toxic thing for me now because I'm kind of a workaholic. And if I'm not working, then I'm very anxious. And I'm always, you know, I'm always like, well, I have to be, I I can always be doing more. Like you can always be doing more. And if you're not doing more, you're failing, which is kind of, I mean, it's helped my career, but it's also like not helpful to my mind. To a point where, like, I I was like, oh, um, I'm going to have a little break because uh, Super Punch had two uh, scheduled hiatuses. And um, during the first one, I was like, my husband was like, oh, you can relax. And I was like, or I can write, voice, and produce a narrative horror <laughs> podcast, which I did. And then I think, like, two weeks ago around uh, Halloween, um, I was like, I had a little lull where, like, Super Punch wasn't that demanding. And I was like, well, I could write a children's book in 13 days. So I did that. <laughs> and it was like, it's, wow. it's very, it's very like, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky because I do feel good when I'm being very productive, but um, it's also like, I'm filled with anxiety during all moments that I'm not. So that's not great. But yeah, so I feel like I came, it, a career in gaming was never a goal until I started trying to do it. Does that make sense? Like before I was, you know, an attorney and then I quit and I was doing voice acting and I'm made over the following like eight months, I made $700 and it was pretty rough. Uh, (laughs) and, And then, then I was like doing voice acting more and, um, uh, I had, met, uh, I don't know if you know her Vanna, uh, who is a Twitch streamer. She was in one of my, uh, improv classes. Cause I was doing improv and I still do like character work and and, and improv and stuff now, but I had met her through that. And she, I, I had asked her about streaming and she's like, if you want to do it, just first step is to do it. And I was like, Oh, and which is, that's how I thrive is like, if I want to do something, I just do it and then hope for the best. So I just started streaming and then I kind of got into the TV host circuit because I got on El Rey Nation and then after that Super Punch. And I'm actually grateful that I can have more time for personal streaming now, even though the world is in at large very terrible. So that's kind of, you know, silver lining is that I've been able to keep in touch with my community a little bit more.
0: I wanted to ask, so what do you do then to kind of combat that burnout? Uh, I'm I'm very similar where, you know, it's like I'm if even on break, I'm still doing things or I'm always doing things. Um, and then it got to the point for me where it's like, look, I I just got to take a break for a little bit here. I need to get some sleep, drink more water, get active. Like it's finally like really starting to kind of get to me.
2: Uh, I don't I, I just get burned out. I just I just, go, I just go and go and go until I'm literally sick for two days. And then I'm like, well, now I'm back. And it's it's a really bad mentality, right? Like where you're like, I only feel okay not being productive because I physically can't be because I'm sick. Like you always have to have some rationale in your head, which like everybody is like self-care, self-care. I want to get to a point maybe someday... Uh, when my career is where I want it to be, but it never will be where I want it to be because those goalposts <laughs> are constantly shifting imperceptibly, Right. but it would, you know, in a perfect world, someday I would be able to f- feel okay doing the things that other people call self-care, self-care. Whereas to me, I'm like, oh, well, I can get to work on this writing project or this, um, I want to produce this thing or whatever, you know? So Hopefully someday I can be that healthy right now. I'm not there, so I can't really give advice about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. We have faith in you.
2: <laughs>
1: where, you know, spe- speaking of the future, where would you like to see your career headed? Like what sorts of projects would you like to work on?
2: I'd like to act. Okay. So a couple of things I want to like, uh, write and produce, uh, I want to do like write, produce and star in maybe like a limited series, um cuz i have some ideas for that and then um i have the this podcast called Exile that's already out that i wrote and produced but i'd like to um i'd like to make that into a video game but like maybe like walking simulator style you know mm-hmm. what i mean like yeah. um because i think it 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 could, would could lend itself to that um yeah that's a, and i designed the cover art and
0: and, I love all that. that.
2: Thank you. But yeah, so it's, I, I think that could like be a cool video game um, in the same vein as like, I'm trying to think of like indie, have you played Sagebrush? I have not. Is it Sagebrush? That's what it's called. Uh, it's a walking simulator where you're like um, exploring an abandoned cult site, uh. like compound. Um, so it's very um, scary or it's like haunting and kind of creepy. And sad, which is like my genre that I like to write and create in is like sad horror. So uh, I think it, that kind of game maybe or like not visual novel, but like mixed with like choices matter type game, I think is is the kind of game that I want it. Yeah, that's the game Sagebrush. Yeah.
0: You really do. It's it's funny because like I'm totally like I like horror. I like horror movies, mm-hmm. but I have a very hard time with horror games. Oh, you're they not playing just- Phasmophobia?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am. And I am
0: enjoying that. Yeah. I, I enjoy it more. Like, at first, it, free- like, super freaked me out. Yeah. Um, but then once I understood the mechanics of it and the mechanics of the ghosts, I was like, oh, this isn't so scary. This isn't yeah. so bad.
2: It's It's also not so bad when you have, like, other players with you. There is something about, like, I remember when, like, Dead Space first came out. I was like, that game will exist its entire existence without me playing it because <laughs> but I also like I'm now more desensitized desensitized to that kind of stuff so actually I've never played Dead Space I've seen people play it which I think I could probably play it now and be fine but yeah there's something different about video games that are horror
0: yeah I totally well I heard uh, uh, have you played uh, uh, what is it Layers of Fear no no Everyone?
2: I've been meaning to play that, that is
0: game super scary
2: okay well yeah. Oh God. I like I whenever I play. See, that's the thing. I'm pretty brave, like in real life. I do well, not anymore because we're all inside, but like pre-pandemic, I like do stuff that a lot of people are like, no, thank you. Like I'll like climb, <laughs> you know, I'll like uh, you know, go bouldering or like if I see like a creepy building. I'm like, what's inside? <laughs> but like, yeah, something about games. I don't know. It's like a little scarier. I think jump scares. I think that's the problem.
0: That is the problem It's like those ones are the ones I'm like, oh, I might have a heart attack here.
2: Yeah, I feel literally <laughs> sick playing them. I, I will say over and over again, I feel sick. <laughs>
0: like, Yeah, bad. that is that is hilarious. That's awesome, though. But yeah, that's a, that's I, I'm kind of I am totally the same way. It's like I have I'm able to play a horror game if there is a multiplayer if i'm playing with friends if it's solos i typically unless it's like october i typically stay away (laughs) from playing them
2: (laughs) yeah yeah it's just so scary i don't know
1: I would just like to point out, that's how horror movies start. When somebody goes, what's in that building?
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I know. I'm like, I'm in a horror movie. I'm like dead within the first. fifteen. <laughs> I Okay. I actually got really sad because there was this quiz going around Twitter that people were taking that was like, what horror movie trope are you? And everyone was getting like, you know, you're the final girl or like, you're the, you're the girl that like, um, or you're the psychic that warns everybody of... in." oncoming danger and I took it and it was like you're the silent killer I was like what
1: everyone else got like
2: a a good guy and I'm like the murderer yes I did say that the thing that motivates me is revenge but like I just feel like that's everybody I don't know
0: (laughs) it's funny I actually just finished uh that last season of uh, American Horror Story oh Um, yeah yeah, yeah, that was was okay. I I definitely there's been stronger seasons for sure. I mean, yeah. it, it's hard to top. Uh, I I felt like Apocalypse was really really good. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, yeah. I I I love. I love uh I love horror movies, horror games. I'm like, "Man, I'm going to chill <laughs> over here.
2: Yeah. And then don't even try and get at me in VR for horror. Like I will oh, not. No. Unfortunately, I will not be participating in that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like I'm not trying to like, oh, so how did you end up going? I was playing VR and had our attack Yeah. <laughs> no. I played this.
2: Um, there's the uh, this is way back, but um there was this uh, arcade out in LA. Uh I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's called Two Bit Circus. And they mm-hmm. have like, yeah. So they that. had a yeah. VR area. And I was playing this like janked, like, like v- labyrinth game with like a minotaur that was not scary. But I was so horrified. I was like, no. And it was like the jankiest, like, it was like, dur, dur, dur. and I was like, no. <laughs> no. I won't. Unfortunately, I will not be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I just wanted to, to, to ask you a little bit uh, about Super Punch. I know that that the I guess we want to call it season finale is coming up here on Friday uh, on the day that we're on the week that we're, we've recorded this episode. What do you hope people have taken away as they watch? And where do you see that show going? Like what? How do you want to see that show evolve?
2: the thing I want people to get from super punch is that like, because we have a lot of different uh, celebrity guests that game. And, and I think it's just to show people that like gaming is actually a really big community. Mm -hmm. Um, and to show, cause I don't like gatekeeping at all. Like I don't having been some like gatekeeped before, you know, it's, it sucks. And, um, I just, I just want to show people that like, Hey, if you're kind of interested in gaming, like it's actually a really cool, big world. And there's games for like any type of person, like you, you can, do you like, like if you're a hardcore gamer, like that's a kind of our goal is to be there for like, be a show that's for really hardcore gamers or someone that's like, Hey, I, I'm thinking of uh, playing bug snacks. Like that'll be my first experience playing games. Like, I think it's a – that's a good thing to learn as somebody who's trying to get into gaming because um I, I remember getting scared. So I, I had an N64 growing up and I think once things went to dual analog, I kind of got like kind of freaked out because I remember mm. I tried to play Halo with like – I think it was my – college boyfriend or something and he was toxic with like how he well, with everything <laughs> with everything but also like with how he played games and so it really turned me off to the experience because it was a very you know like uh, get good Jeez. also like like fake gamer <laughs> girl type you know that kind of vibe with super punch i feel like we highlight every type of game from the casual types of types of games to, you know, CSGO or like, you know, more competitive type games. And then as far as for the future, I mean, I'm hoping that we can try and highlight more games and also get in touch with people that, um, like guests that we um, just have a bigger variety of, of guests, I think, um, to really just open... Open the door to uh, just the gaming world because I think the, the more the merrier, you know, I, I, I think it's a, it's a cool place and I, I think a lot of people should should give it a try.
0: And I I absolutely love that because this really is, I feel like the gaming space is such an untapped gem that people are starting to really see how big it really is and how much it means to so many people across the world, how much you really can do. Again, kind of like you were saying, we said this before we got into the pandemic, you know, this is really going to show who can be innovative. Who, you know, where those silver linings are and who's able to take advantage kind of of more eyeballs being indoors, looking at these digital displays and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, you're, you're 100% correct on that. And, and I, I think from that, you're going to see even more innovation and more people doing, you know, bigger and bigger things. And now really is the time, uh, for gaming. And, and, and that space and what you can do with it. it it's so, it's so fresh and new and, and, you know, kind of untapped and and unshaped. Um, it, it's been so much fun, you know, number one, being able to be a, be a part of it being able to have conversations like this and get to talk about video games and, and how it's evolving. I and mean, we're out here in Vegas and uh, you know, it's, we've got, uh, we had uh, dark zero, you know, they're out here now. There's so much, this space is, is really starting to open it up. And, you know, again, us being out here in Vegas, I feel like this is a, this is a a, a great space to be able to come and, and host things and and really build up that gaming uh uh, I, I guess on a larger scale, gaming as a whole, Vegas is is right for for something else. We're you know we're experiencing with uh, less people coming out and stuff like that. Um, you know now it's the time to look at these other spaces, and they should have been already tapping into this stuff and and seeing and exploring and seeing what could be created um, within gaming in this digital world. Definitely. You know, Kelly, I know that we like to ask our
1: guests uh, for advice for people who might just be getting started, but I kind of wanted to hone in on one part in particular. You know, you had talked about you realized being a a lawyer wasn't for you, and so you decided to make a change. I think that inherently is tough for a lot of people because the unknown is always scary, right? And, And it's It's getting a lot better now, but there's still a little bit of that gaming's not a quote, real career, right? We're still trying to purge that completely. But for somebody who might be in a career that they are not in love with, that gaming's always been a passion of theirs, that they've always wanted to explore, what would you say for them to kind of take that first step to exploring that, to seeing what's out there and and to see what they could do in in that space?
2: There were two thoughts that went through my mind that I was like, okay, I'm going to try and quit. One, I didn't want to be, you know, 60 and be like, I never tried. I never tried anything else. I just stayed in this forever. Like, I was like, I have to, you have to, I had to make a change. And then two, I was like, what, am I going to die? Am I going to die? Like, if I try? No, I'll figure something out. Like, I'll figure out a way to make rent. Like, I... I'll, I'll, and I did, I like, look, it was not a glamorous first couple of years. Like I was like helping people move for pizza. I was like, literally if there was free food at an event, I was there. I was going to, to get it. You know, I was walking dogs. I was like, and you know, right now that things might look a little bit different, like freelance gig wise. Um, but in taking this risk, am I going to die? No. I, I might get embarrassed. I might, you know, I might have to change my mind, but I'd rather change my mind and go back than never try. So that was like a big, you know, a big thing. And then as far as like creating like a space for you, I feel like just create the kind of place that you, like be the thing that you would want to watch and don't, like, you know, cause I feel like there's a lot of streamers or content creators that like run themselves ragged, like trying to, you know, get the biggest audience or like be the the best, like I once got some really bad advice from a, from like a workshop thing for standup. That was the worst advice I ever got in my life, which was, um, cause I'm, I'm pretty strange and I think that's like part of my thing. Like that's part of me. Um, but I remember they were like, Hey, you should, um, you shouldn't be so specific because if you lose one person in the audience, you've lost the whole room. But I think like you should, first of all, that person was whack <laughs> and
1: like, got a
2: blast. Like, I hope they're thriving, but like, I never need to see them again kind of thing. <laughs> um, but like, no, like you should be like, be yourself. And like, of course, right? Like if you make a mistake or something like, like change, but like what I'm saying is like, don't try and dilute yourself to be like as appealing to the most people in the world. Like be yourself and be the type of person that you would want to watch or hang out with or subscribe to. And that's how you're, and you might not have the biggest community in the world, but you'll have people that really appreciate what you do. So I, I, I think that's kind of my advice.
0: That Yeah, that is, like, why, like, people trying to be like other people. It's like, that's not how, you know, people do things because they're doing their own thing. You know, they're Mm -hmm. not, they're not necessarily going and doing what everybody else is. There's a lot of people that will try to emulate that and, you know, some can be successful, but again, you're not, you know, it is about, and I feel like we are kind of like, at least myself personally, I'm kind of in that age gap where it was, you know, I'm, I'm born in the eighties and you know, it's, it's, you know, you stay loyal, you do your, your thing and this and that, but it's like, but I wasn't raised that way by my parents. It Mm -hmm. was, you can do anything that you want to, if you're willing to work hard and, and just try and, you know, very much that that is carried over. And I, I feel like this is that recurring uh, theme of, of, of you know, there is no easy way uh, to get to to some. Some people get lucky on things and get a big break or whatever. But there is a ton of hard work that goes in that people don't see or, or don't necessarily get to hear about. And I, I feel like it's so important being able to hear people's stories from, hey, I know you here, but how did you get there?
2: Yeah. I, uh, I I love what you said too about, because my, um, it was something that was kind of a challenge with like talking to my parents about like my career and like changing my career and where I wanted it to go. I feel like that generation kind of looked at career like, look, you choose a thing, you put your head down, you work at it, and that's what you do. If you're an accountant from day one, you just be an accountant and you just keep working and working and you work towards a goal, which is, you know, a promotion. And they're all like these like um, very tangible uh, external labels of success, right? You're a partner at this firm. You're this, you, you know, like it, it's all of these labels. Whereas like I think in order to be happy in this industry, which is so nebulous and like there's so many different types of gigs and jobs and all that. There's no like quantifier of success. It's just kind of like you have to be happy with the work that you're doing or at least the direction that you're going. And the happiness is the signifier of success rather than like doing what you love is the signifier rather than someone else being like, great job. Now you get a promotion and now you are head of this branch, you know, and that was kind of that's kind of hard to um rationalize those two kind of conflicting uh, paradigms almost. Like, so I think like thinking outside of, cause I mean, and uh, honestly, I know a lot of people in this industry that are really obsessed with like external signifiers, you know, where they're just like, I just need to, you know, be SAG or I just need to, uh, you know, get a recurring on, you know, a network show or something. Right. Like, but that's never going to make you happy. Like, because once you get it, your your goal is shifted already, and you didn't even realize it would. So, like, I don't know. Be happy being un- unhappy. I don't know. I don't. I, I wish it sounded. I wish I had a, a a wonderful like bow to put on all of it. But it's kind of like I don't know. You have to. Because I remember my mother saying to me, "Well, what if you aren't the next Jennifer Aniston?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, I, I was like, "I don't think I want to be Jennifer Aniston," and also like. <laughs> Like, like, I don't like the whole, like, uh, be the next whatever, because that's like mm-hmm. reductive and silly. You should try and just leave your own mark. Thankfully, my parents have come around and, and and now my mother phrases how she feels about me as she thinks I'm brave, which I'm not sure how. Like, I think that's good. I think that's good. She's <laughs> just like, wow, you're really brave. And I'm like, OK.
0: <laughs> don't know how to take that but
2: yeah yes yeah yeah
0: <laughs> kelly thank you so much where can we find you on interwebs
2: you can find me on all the social media and on twitch uh at kelly Nugie, K E L L Y N U G E E, and check out any of my podcasts teen creeps exile and same day shipping uh and also of course super punch on fridays On TBS.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much for having me. This was such a blast. Absolutely. Lucas, my friend, what do you got going on this weekend? Well,
1: because we're short on time, I'll just, just put it out there real fast. I was sent an Oculus quest two. So that's what I'm going to be diving into. Uh, the short of it is there's a lot of good. There's a little bit of bad, uh, right. I'm sure we'll get into this next week. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I am going to try some horror stuff on it. And uh, my girlfriend's looking, very much looking forward to that at laughing at me, <laughs> probably scream <laughs> like a little boy, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm, I'm gonna try it. And if I'm not here next week, you guys know why. <laughs> what are well, you up to, you to
2: fell onto a coffee table. <laughs> yeah. Be careful.
0: Yeah, exactly, yes. Make sure you have a clear area to be able to move. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. What are you up to, Ryan? Yeah, we're uh, we're actually headed up to the in-laws uh, tomorrow. Actually, when this uh, when the show releases, uh, I'll be headed up there. They're in a rural area. It's just those two out there. So uh, we're gonna go up there, spend some time. I'm excited to just decompress, go away. I am excited that I have this Amazon Luna, because I'll still be able to play my games uh, while I'm up there, relaxing. So. <laughs> Playing for me, eat some food, watch some football, play some video games. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. Can't ask for any more than that. Yo, guys, thank you so much for joining us today here on Land Parties. We appreciate it. We hope you guys have a great holiday weekend. Um, and you guys already know what it is. Be safe, be kind, and we love your faces. <laughs>
1: And start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.